Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life admin. Yep. It even sounds boring. No wonder it goes on the long finger. But when you do get round to it, a good place to start is by reviewing your mortgage. You really never know if there's a better option unless you look into it. That's where the Ulster Bank Mortgage Team could help. Wherever you bank, get in touch and find out about switching your mortgage to us. Just search Ulster Bank Switch. Ulster Bank. Help for what matters. Over 18s only. Ulster Bank Ireland DAC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Welcome to Hooks, the podcast where we give you all the pot hooks that you will ever need in every game that you ever play. I'm your host, Nancy Weber, here with regular hosts, Dominic Gilfoyle and it's Georgie Miamani from Liar Liar. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you got the first you and got last name wrong. <laughs> and the movie, everything. <laughs> It's either Jim Carrey from Liar Liar or nope. Paul Giamatti from Big Fat Liar. It's Jim G. Giamatti from Big Round Non-Truth Teller. Hello. Darth, guys, this, sorry, we're going to have to stop recording. This is a medical emergency. Something's going very wrong in Darcy's brain. No, yeah, it's me. Sorry. It's, it's Darcy. I didn't know where I was, but I'm back. And, and hopefully... Hopefully, replacing Darcy in all future recordings, we, we have none other than return guest. It's Grace. Hi, Grace. How are you going? I'm all right. Just slowly becoming more and more unhinged as we record these. Whatever's oh, happening is contagious. Yeah. So. I'm, I apologize. It's definitely the, the, the drugs I've been releasing into the apartment. Oh. Um, getting to know you question. Ooh, ooh. Who would yes. want to know us? I well, would. I don't want to know any of you except Grace. So, Grace, what is a character that you would never like to play? Um, I don't like characters that have like super messed up backstories. I don't want to play a character that's got like a fridged wife or like. I'm looking at Tully here. War crimes. Mm. <laughs> Look, we've all done them. <laughs> <laughs> I just like characters that have like, I guess, a past that they can pull from, and I just don't think it's very fun if your entire past is like really messed up and you're unable to like reflect back on that and mm. use it anyway because everyone's dead or yeah, just like okay. cut it, off from you. It also puts you in like a bit of a box where if all your great like the the question with writing, so writing in general, is you have to say, is this the most important part in this person's life? Yeah. And if it isn't, then why aren't we hearing about that? Yeah, and if, and if, if you've got a two-page backstory about my mother died falling down the stairs, my father was the stairs, and my brother was the ground, the spikes at the bottom yeah. of the stairs, then like, how can we possibly build off that? And 
Yeah, and I was the transmutation wizard that turned my father into stairs and my what brother into spikes and pushed my mother Why? Down. I could have never guessed it would end up this way. Yeah, it also puts you in a, in a box in terms of like character arcs. It's yeah. like if you've got a super heavy backstory or a fridge wife or something, then your options for character arc are processing grief yeah. or redemption, I guess. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, okay, like, well, that's one arc. So, so yeah. to add off that, the characters I'd never like to play, I don't like in general playing either... Um, overpowered characters or characters that are even good at what they do. I love playing failures. I love playing uh, losers, one arms, scratched faces, uh, traitors, liars, um, scum. I love playing scum. And then sometimes you play a role-playing game. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, yeah, I, I enjoy that because it means that if ever there is a moment of, you know, of redemption or, or deepness or depth in the character, then it comes out of nowhere and it's actually effective. It affects mm. you, for me. In a similar sense, I don't like to play aggressive characters mm. because it's so much more interesting and moving when a non-aggressive character reaches the point where they have to become aggressive mm. yeah. or there is a reason to become aggressive. Um like I, will, I, I usually play a lot of controlly characters and it has happened that I, I'm currently playing with a DM that likes to push my character's buttons mm. to get her to go <laughs> aggressive. Yeah, um, that, that has happened a lot actually <laughs> lately. Yeah. Mm. Um, but now I'm an angel so I can't go aggressive much anymore. Yeah, they're, they're good characters to play. The one I'm playing um, in my partner's game at the moment actually didn't even cast a single spell until she had a knife against someone's throat and threatened to kill them. Mm. And that was two or three sessions in before I even did anything. The, the opposite of not fighting is cowardice, which I love. I love mm. running away when a fight starts <laughs> and not even far. Maybe I'll hide under the bench and cower there and then you'll say, why didn't you help? And I go, oh, I was scared because I don't like fighting. I mean, who likes fighting? I don't like fighting in real life. Why would I like it in my fandom? And I mean, then that heroic moment has so much more weight yeah. when finally your character gets that and, point and where it's like, okay, well now I have And they to. might get up and not know how to draw their sword and they might hmm. just slap them, but it's like, well, at least they tried. And let's I mean, you can always play the the character that is very keen to like get in and uh, prove themselves as, in, as, as a fighter and then have to deal with the fact that they're not the best fighter in the world. Yeah, mm. the yeah. realisation that, yeah. yeah you're, when you're a, you, it's just that you're just one bad dice roll away from uh, a personal realisation. Yeah, you're, yeah. A, you're a, a big fish in a little pond, yeah. and now you're in the ocean. Sorry, Dom. What is the character you least like to play? I mean, it's kind of developed over time. I just have a lot of trouble playing pious characters or people like characters who are very religious. I have, I, I just have difficulty role-playing that and especially role-playing how they react to situations when they go wrong like uh, like which always happens me getting knocked the fuck out in combat mm. <laughs> just like how do how does my character react to the fact that just like they believe that their whatever their god is is protecting them but also like i almost died again uh what's that about i just i've played like multiple characters where with that sort of Angle and it's just I just I just don't f- find a way to make that I like consistent or fun to roleplay. So I've just kind of moved away from that. That said, my current character is two levels of cleric, but in universe and out, I've done that to be able to get proficiencies. Like <laughs> my character in universe was like a member of like a military sort of thing, and what like the mentor was like, you need some religion to straighten you out because you're a kind of a, a live wire weirdo. So like force me to, um, force my character to like start worshipping a god, but my character has her own way of worshipping that god, which is basically like, like, like fucking around. And sometimes I'll, t- I'll like I'll do a morning prayer and I tell my god a joke. 
Or, and um, I recently got a shield. I found a, just found a random shield that had the crest of an, one of the rival gods on it, and I just used color to write the name of my god, like Orion. Orion was here. Um, that on that on the rival god's shield and that sort of thing. It was just like that's the sort of way that my character worships, and my god is like, yeah, that's funny. I'm here for that. So that's like, yeah, that's how I how I negotiate that version of it. But yeah, super religious characters. I just have I have difficulty with that. It was it is always because uh, uh, that's like the main difference between Dungeons and Dragons and the real world is mm. the fact that w- there is yeah. proof of actual mm. inter- yeah. divine it's very intervention. Very definitely <laughs> tangible. Whereas yeah. magic is kind of uh, kind of science in D anD. d Religion yep. is very real yep. in D anD. d And there so is a you're history not a of person, gods. Yeah. The insanity of it is that there's like hundreds of gods. So you. you how do you? Who do you pray to? It's even. It's well, almost yeah. as confusing and as the current sometimes, world. And sometimes the gods change their portfolio when all like a god dies and a different god gets his portfolio. But then that other god probably didn't really die. It's just lost its power and it's still around in some form. Like <sighs> it's a hard life. The only time I've ever been able to play a cleric and like enjoyed it or had it thought it was a good idea was when I I've just approached it like they were. A red frog at schoolies and they weren't even super religious they were just like yeah i'm just doing this to help out guys anyway yeah, sure. would you want some water <laughs> no where's me pancakes i called <laughs> you because i knew you'd make pancakes i didn't even go to schoolies on the gold coast but my sister would send me snapchat she's like ah, they're making us pancakes look at them we don't even know why they're doing it did you make him? I'm sorry. Uh, are you sure that you're a 16 year old high school graduate? <laughs> what, you, what are you trying to say, mate? Are you trying to say I'm, I'm so, here to I'm sell pingers? Because I fucking gotta stomp your head right off if that's the case. All right. Okay. Wow. That went to a These place. These are such specific references on a podcast <laughs> yeah. that is not just released in the Greater Brisbane area. <clears throat> so, uh, what we do here is we provide plot hooks for you. Oh yeah. By taking inspiration from a Magic the Gathering oh, card, mostly. Again, I forgot and sometimes a random word as well. Mm. This week, we are doing it using the Magic the Gathering card, Imaginary Pet. Does anyone want to describe what's happening on this card? It's the poster from a bad 90s children's movie. It's that like was a Goosebumps cover. Yeah, oh my yeah. god, it's yeah. a Goosebumps yeah. cover like, so much. Or like like a, a, a straight TV Nickelodeon movie from the <laughs> early 90s, something like that. So so let me let me go. There's a there's a white there's a um, very pale skinned boy. I'm oh, not pale, you know, he's he's, he's sun touched. He has dreadlocks for some reason. I think that's just like a bad artist who didn't know how to draw hair, but it's definitely it looks <laughs> they like they look dreadlocks. like short dreads. So he his parents obviously his uh, parents are problematic. Um, <laughs> and then uh, beside him is the ghost of a big bear with big cheeks and two big hands, and it's got its arm around him and giving us a thumbs up. Yeah, the thumbs up is a detail that I didn't notice at first. <laughs> it's just a lot. <laughs> it's and, very it's the it's see through. It's very ethereal. And they're at the beach, and it says <laughs> beach. The quote is. It followed me home. Can I keep it? Weirdly yep. enough, the picture gives me like animorph vibes. Sure. Oh yes, I, I'm with sure, that as well. Yeah, yeah. It's got it's very strangely of mm. its time sort of um, illustration. It is, and like, it does kind of look like a teddy bear, except for the giant yeah. teeth. You know what? The more I look at it, the more I like it. I hated it at it's first. Freddy Fazbear, <laughs> folks. <laughs> 
Alright, so we are going to give you some plot hooks by taking inspiration from these things and presenting it in the way of a magic trick. So we'll do our plate, which is a small seed of the idea, and then we'll go around the table, turning that into a little bit more of an explored idea, a bit more filled out. And then finally, in the prestige, we'll figure out how to put it into a game and use it in your campaigns. Now, each of you have a card with two options of what you can create. Uh, Who would like to go first? I got one off the bat. Surprise, Uh, surprise. My brain, my idea brain is big. So there's this guy, Georgie Jumanji. (laughs) Georgie Jumanji. And he do Jumanji. Okay, so um, uh, the party goes on an adventure. uh, And at one point they come into contact with this uh, fella. Uh, long black hair, long nails, um, wears uh, kind of rags. Oh, oh uh, uh, no, okay, no, he wears, uh, he wears overalls and I'm a red so, shirt. I'm sorry, we're going to have to accept your first answer. Fine, he wears raggedy overalls <laughs> with a red shirt. Um, anyway, he, he's, um, he's pretty tough. He's a pretty tough guy, and he seems to have some sort of magical powers. Uh, but when you guys get back to the tavern after your you know, romp out in the whatever, the wilderness, um, someone says, hey... Uh, Georgie. Hey, Georgie. <laughs> Would you like a glass of beer? And Georgie says, oh, No, I'm afraid my mother doesn't like it when I drink beer. So, um, Are you making Waterboy? What? Are you making the movie Waterboy? I didn't see Waterboy. I saw Water Horse. That was a great movie. I Not mentioned, the one we're talking about, though. I mentioned Water Horse to my partner yesterday. This is the second time in 10 years that that's been <laughs> mentioned, and the first time was yesterday. You know what? Worldwide. That's the second time. <laughs> I know, right? Anyway, so they say, oh, that's a bit weird, a bit of a mummy's boy. That's a strange for him to get around. But it, yeah, and it extends into everything. He, he doesn't like getting his hair cut because mother doesn't like it when it's cut too long. He doesn't like his nails done because mum didn't like it when his nails are done. And when they ask him, like, where is your mum? Like, you're out. And he's like, oh, she passed away last year. And he starts. So it's psycho. Well, he starts crying whenever they talk, mm, talk about it. it. Um, so yeah, he, he's, he gets really upset and consolable whenever you talk about mother. Uh, but she's gone now, and that's okay because, you know, he's decided to actually come out of his shell a bit, and maybe he'll every now and then do something a little bit cheeky, but we'll get back to that later. That's Georgie, the mama's boy. Mwah, mwah, mwah for mama. Okay. Georgie, the mama's boy. Who would like to follow that up? <laughs> I can go. Yep. So my my card, one of the options was spell slash effect, and I'm going with a a spell. Uh, it is a spell. Basically, uh, it awakens a some like a bit in the person it's cast on. Uh, kind of awakens uh, something of their child of their childhood self in them. Kind of, it's, it's like. It, it's it's it, it takes them back to that time of innocence to a degree. Maybe if they had an imaginary friend, they like think back on that. It's just an example, and it gives them a bit of a bit of strength in in a time of need. Like you cast, it's it's a bit of a versatile. So it's, so it's kind of a nostalgia, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. It kind of like um, may, maybe it'll give you um, advantage on. I think it's like sort of thing. You cast it on someone, and it can have a ho- it can have a very specific like. Um, contextual effect but of course there's going to be a cost for that isn't there um, <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so I mean if you want to like you like the idea sorry the idea the specific idea would be you cast, you could cast it on someone it's just like and they they say what they're, they're thinking back on and yeah. it's like I remember 
my childhood, I had an imaginary friend. His name was Clive. He was a big fuzzy bear who wasn't terrifying at all. Uh, and like when I was scared of the dark, he kept me company. And so now they have advantage on uh, saves against uh, being frightened. Is it limited? Okay. Is it limited to uh, imaginary? creatures no not at all because could, could i also say when i was a young boy i had a pair of runners and when i wore the runners i used to run and i think that i was faster when i was wearing these specific shoes um that's a bit maybe i mean maybe maybe something like that i feel like you 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 kind of it's a bit of a negotiation with the dm sort of thing i'm very i'm very into those sorts of uh um running the game styles where the players get to create the world with the GM where it's just yeah, like they yeah. say something and so long as the GM's okay with it it's now canon to the world so yeah so I, it's yeah. so it's just kind of it's a spell that encourages you it, it kind of empowers your memories yeah. with some sort of physical effect yeah okay. exactly yeah that's right. cool that's okay. cool uh, and Grace um, one of my cards says uh, good NPC so I was thinking that this could be a character to help you, I guess, or maybe hinder you in some ways on a journey. And it is uh, one of the character's ex-imaginary pets. It is like this character had a pet when they were younger and they grew up and the pet didn't go away. (laughs) It's a companion or a friend or like a weird older brother figure, but it's there and you're not quite sure why. Okay, so and so, it, can everyone see it or just this? One I'm gonna say it's just the, it's just the one party member. It's just like I I would assume it's something that uh, you'd have to obviously work out with your yeah. GM, um, but it'd be like sort of like the GM would be able to step in and play s- somewhat as a character within the party, but only in re- only as much as the the person who like has that imaginary uh, friend allows because it's like you wouldn't necessarily broadcast everything your imaginary friend has to say whether you tell anyone (laughs) it's even there especially if it's anything like Darcy what (laughs) because what am I an imaginary friend am I not real who are you talking to, Zane? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. I, I think that's something you can definitely play with. Um, okay, well, so let's turn some of these around. Let's go back to Darcy. All right, cool. So it's night time, and uh, let's. There's a couple of different line. There's a couple of different ways this could come about. I like the line where if you have an overly sexual player in the team, they take Georgie and they're like, "Well, I'm going to show you a thing or two about being a full grown up person." Yeah. Gross player. Stop being that player. Anyway, whatever. That, that could happen. <laughs> Emphasis on player. That could happen. Georgie could do drugs. Georgie could do drinking. The fact is, Georgie is like, it's not. he doesn't have a childlike mind. It's just that he likes to do things the way mother told him to do them. I can't believe this whole game is just going to be people peer pressuring Georgie. <laughs> anyway, so Georgie, Georgie gets peer pressured or perhaps he like... Excited. Smoke it, Georgie. It's totally cool. <laughs> we all do it. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's you know what it is. It's exactly it, it's the it's the picture on the front. It's a it's a goosebumps episode about um, peer pressure. Anyway, <laughs> so it's it's late night. Uh, you're either the lover in the other room, or you're the friends that are hearing something up the stairs, creaking up the wooden stairboards into the second level because they hear this conversation, which is the sound of a woman's voice saying, um, "Oh, oh where'd she go? Oh, Georgie, what are you doing wearing that hat? It's disgusting. Take it off. You look ugly. You're hideous. <laughs> oh my god!" And you hear Georgie go, "Oh, mom, please leave me. Oh, Georgie, what are you doing now? Smoking weed and kissing boys and kissing women. It's terrible, Georgie. I hate it. I hate it. God, you're you? treading into some very dangerous stereotype territory now, man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so that's Georgie's mum is like." 
canonically homophobic. She's, well, yeah, canonically. And oh. you have to play her that way. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so George, Georgie's mum. Yeah, you're not allowed to change these these hooks. You can't change. She's homophobic. And as you... <laughs> And as you're making your way up the stairs, you know you hear the sounds of like scratching in the wood, and that, like a smash of like a, a a window falling off the other window, and uh, <laughs> a, a, a stack of babushka vases fall out, and all the little vases inside of the bigger vase fall out, and they all shatter. Babushka vase? What are you talking about? What just happened? Are the, we in a nightmare scape? Is the that fact what's is, happening? a lot of different things are crashing and being thrown about. Babushka vases? A window fell off another of window. Listen, what do you think of vase and the a babushka? The concept is? I just invented is a babushka vase. This is They're me. They're called matryoshka, not no, babushka let me get to it. So, it's, it's, so it's, it's, it's a vase with the flowers in it, but inside of that is another vase with flowers in it and inside of that and, and you do it about six times how do the flowers fit in the vase when there's already flowers because in it's more like vase. donut vases rather than a full vase so you really you gotta lower the size very quickly with that because the size of like a vase generally will like lessen and well then, then it's a very big babushka vase okay. it's actually just a couple of pots he stacked on top of each other and <laughs> yeah, said they're not even vase. inside mother each other. mother 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 used to like okay, to stack all right. them. okay so <laughs> we're in this weird fractal house yep mother is heard um. and georgie is scared yes and that is the turn that's that the turn. Okay, and it was sticking with Georgie the Mama's Boy. Georgie the Mama's Boy. Yep. Okay. Please, someone else go. <laughs> okay, I'll go again. Um, so my... There are... There, there are risks to using this spell, particularly if the spell is used when the player is... Be- Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Low 50, 50 HP if they have any levels of exhaustion, uh, if they have any current, like, if you're doing, like, status effect stuff, like concussion or anything like that, there's, like, there's now a 50% chance that the opposite effect to the spell will happen because you've, instead of reflecting on a positive thing, you've, like, remembered something negative. So it's like, uh, I used to, uh, like, I'm, I, I'm, I need confidence right now to be, that, I can, that I can convince this person Remember that time I, I just nailed it in debating club in school? I was so convincing. And then you remember that time where you didn't nail it in debating mm. club. Your pants fell down, your ankles. <laughs> it was humiliating. And so instead you have dis, instead of having advantage, you have disadvantage. Okay, yeah. So I think that, that's a really interesting way to twist the effect. Uh, I, I, rather than tie it to like a stat, maybe it's just... If you're pre-planning and you like, you kind of know what you're going for and the effect that you want, you can cast it outside of initiative. But if you if you have to cast it inside of initiative, then you have this risk of it going wrong. Sure, okay. uh, because you 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 can't focus on where you're going to take where your brain's going to take you, and you just kind of have to c- come up with an idea straight away mm. and that can go. I think also it's, you probably need concentration because you're concentrating yeah, yeah. on memory sort of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah uh, but that's, that's a really interesting way to, to twist it, if that's the cost. Um, do, you, do you imagine that this is something that is that you cast on yourself or is it something that you're giving to someone else? Um, it's, I would say it's touch, so you can, you can yeah. cast on yourself because that's, you know. Um, but yeah, I would say that, yeah, touch or yourself or others, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because it would be really interesting to just like really demoralise the big bad evil guy yeah. Yeah, during the fight. You can definitely, <laughs> you can, de- I think you could definitely... Remind him of the time that his pants fell down on debate. Yeah, um, you'd need to. You'd, you'd need to. In that instance, I think you'd probably have to make an, make an additional roll or something like that. Because, like, the way that it's generally working, you're doing it on someone willing. They yeah, are yeah. willfully going like, ah, oh, I remember. Whereas you have to like convince them to remember. Something. You know what? I'd also add in is if you're up against a big bad. A lot of the a typical big bad is someone who has given up on life. So being able to go, here's a good memory. Life was good at one point. Yeah, you could use it for the power of good. Like, uh, you know, you just like you're going up against this guy, uh, Georgie, and you're like, "Hey, <laughs> your mother was weird, but remember that time she made French toast?" And he'll be like, "I do remember the time. You- oh, we had the maple syrup, and oh, it was the best." I love your Georgie more than my Georgie. Can- Same. <laughs> I, think, also, well, I think it's unanimous. Yeah. Also, I just want to say you're saying big bad enough. Look at the back of my card. I could have chosen big bad. But I chose spell effect, and the spell is called Invoke Nostalgia. Oh, all right, and Grace. Uh, so I was thinking that there was there could be two ways that you could take this sort of imaginary friend, uh, companion, and either you can choose to incorporate that into your role playing and involve them in the party. Mm-hmm. Um, in which case, I would say that you'd be able to get you know advantages on maybe perception checks because you have another set of eyes looking out for you to help you and protect you um or you can exclude them from the group and pretend they don't exist in which case i i assume they would naturally grow progressively more bitter and resentful Mm. towards you and perhaps even try and hinder you in those perception checks and those sorts of things um so it's sort of you you have to manage your relationship with them in order to gain the benefits of having this imaginary friend who's stuck around this long. Because I I can imagine it being very fun um, having being just being in a party with someone who has an imaginary friend and yeah. there's no real and you don't know if they're real or not and every every now every so often the, the DM will just kind of give them a note or say your imaginary friend's saying this and then you're like my imaginary friend Timmy's saying this and so I think that Timmy's right and then maybe sometimes the DM doesn't slip you anything and you said Timmy's saying this and so we should do what I say and yeah it's like you never know whether they're telling the truth about what their imaginary yeah. friend's saying sometimes they have like weirdly good reflexes like you stuck a note to their back and somehow they knew about it but they haven't told you about this imaginary friend yet so how the hell did they have eyes in the back of their head yeah here's, yeah. here's, here's my question um so the, the typical thing with an imaginary friend is is your imaginary friend limited to your knowledge or uh, do they can they go around the corner and see other things because as mm. a player that gives away the game whether you're mm. insane or not so i think as a dm if you want to keep the story uh, secret even to them make sure you only give them knowledge of things that they know about yeah I mean, yeah. extra, you'd have, to keep, we, you'd we have, have to keep a pretty tight leash on the two of them. Otherwise, yeah. you could just like send them way ahead, and that yeah. would defeat a lot of like yeah, surprises everything. and stuff. There'd be a lot of negotiation involved. Yeah. Like I can, I can imagine enhanced peripheral vision. If if parts of your brain are working on getting, mm. you know, then yeah, you would you would see mm. more. Like you know, I mean, it's, it's within reason. Yeah, but if, if it is real and it is something, then it could. It's basically just uh, a familiar that's also an unseen servant. So then you wait. What? 
there's a, an, another interesting take you could take is if the if the imaginary friend is someone who's died and you're continually asking them can you tell me like mm. y- you're real so tell me something that you know that I never knew yeah. and then they say something and you say yeah but but that's exactly what I'd imagine you to say. Yeah. So h- how do I know that? Yeah, well, I mean, especially if you were going to take the route where it's like you, you try and distance yourself from this imaginary friend, you're like, this is not real. You're, you're not, not real. real. I'm not talking to you. Then that could also be one of the issues that you've got to bring up later on where this like thing is you've told it it's not real. You don't. It's resentful towards you and actually harmful. But like, is it real? Can it actually hurt you? Mm. Yeah. yeah, I can also imagine a situation in which, well, that's actually for the prestige. Yeah, let's wait for so, prestige. Let's wait for the prestige. Uh, let's go back to Darcy. Oh, what's it's... the name though? Oh yes, what's what is the name the of name, the imaginary the friend? Uh, his name's Hudson. Hudson. Ooh, Huddy, Huddy. Hudson. Um, what's mine? Gilligan. Georgie. Gil- Georgie. Georgie Jumanji. Georgie Jumanji. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Grace, you head up to the door. And you open it. Oh, there's a cat. Where'd that come <laughs> Get from? Out of here, Get cat. out of Get here. Get out. Try to open the door. <laughs> oh, what a well-oiled door. Wow, that door opened so smoothly. I, you step into the room. And you see, standing on a high chair, is Georgie. Uh, dressed in... Um, he's wearing like... Uh, he's Okay, cool. He's wearing the sheet around his body like a dress. His hair is done back in braids. Um, he's got his hands over his chest. And at first you think... All right, we we got a bit of a uh, got a bit of a psycho, bit of a psycho thing going on here. <laughs> I, I know this route before. Time to take this boy down. But as he's standing there, and you, let's see, you know, the the more headstrong will go. Put an arrow on this boy. But as he, as, as you take take a step forwards, headstrong. Yeah. Sure. Who? Okay. Let me get that. My first, my first goal, my my first impulse is not to just shoot Georgie. Oh well, the very yeah. headstrong. <laughs> shoot Georgie, the nice the nice little boy that we peered pressure into getting drunk two nights ago. Yeah, and they gave drugs to. Yeah, one of us made out. Anyway, so what? you take a st- oh, that wasn't me. You take a step forward, and you notice as he's standing there, he's actually shaking and afraid, and he looks like he's been done like this way against his will. And as you look over his shoulder in the um, mirror, long mirror, you know the one that you look when you're dressing up, whatever. Anyway, full length mirror. Yeah, full length yeah. mirror. Um, you see a body of an enormous woman um, wearing the exact same outfit as Georgie. Uh, except obviously hers is a white dress um, and you see her neck begin to expand out and twist around as her like large bulbous face features moving uh, and her fingers are beginning to make their way towards the mirror so if your party's real quick boom take out that mirror and you can see that Georgie's the headstrong will shoot the mirror yeah you, you see that like the <laughs> scuffle has actually been Georgie running around the room trying to break all the reflective surfaces as quickly as possible but he's missed this one he couldn't take, bring himself to break this one mirror and if, you, if you're too late two like chubby hands pull around the outsides of the mirror and her long spiralling neck makes its way out and she takes up the space of the corner of the room. Georgie. <laughs> I I mean, what you said was fine and yeah. I get it, but the actions were just wrong. I just don't like it. I'm <laughs> a monster, Georgie. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I, I can definitely see this. This, uh, is, this is very you're so, fun. You're so thin, Georgie. Your skin and bones. Have, uh, have you been eating? Yeah. Uh... But yeah, and my reveal is that mine was not a person. <gasps> it wasn't Georgie. It was a creature. And the creature is his ghost of his dead mum. His ghost. Living, living in the mirror? Yeah, she's getting around. Oh, okay. Cool. So um, you've either got to get rid of her 
Or you just gotta keep Georgie away from reflective surfaces for the rest of his life. We use invoke nostalgia on a mother, just like, hey, remember that time you made Georgie that French toast? Remember that time? <laughs> I remember that French toast. Oh, I put poison in it. I, I, I love it. <laughs> it's I, why his brain is the way it is. I remember making that French toast more than I remember making Georgie. <laughs> mm, okay, so I think I think with this encounter, oh. there are a few ways that you can handle it. Like, I think there is a non non-violent way that you can do it which is just to make Georgie stand up to his mum yeah. once and for all yeah. and then that'll banish her uh, that might involve like I would probably make it that Georgie tries to make an attack and whether he hits it or not that's enough to kind of banish her yeah. or you can just you know go swords out on the ghost yeah. um, I prefer whatever a, that does I prefer a George, Georgie clicks his heels and says I don't believe in you I don't believe in you or he just smashes <laughs> the mirror himself if yeah. he smashes the mirror. Yeah. I think the other the other the other thing is should be that Georgie's mother Oh, even better, Georgie's mum can't destroy him. She can't kill him. But she needs him to survive. He's his her connection to the mortal plane. Oh, so you kill Georgie. Yeah, shoot Georgie. That's like turns yeah. out being headstrong was the right yeah. Or you end up getting a powerful psychic on your team. If uh, Georgie can take yeah. can control his mother, then Georgie's love for his mum continues and you guys have to play with a guy who's like mom can you go get me some milk and hey, georgie's mom, can mom, i have chicken nuggies please <laughs> georgie's mum brings home an enormous cow and a fistful of dead chickens you're like walking along and he's like mom can you go hit that soldier for me please you see his like the helmet crush on the skull breaks <laughs> It's like, yes, I got what I want. And then actually, oh, and then you get the power complex of a child, Georgie, being like, mum gets me what I want. Is Georgie a child? I thought he wasn't. I thought Georgie no, was like a grown adult, right? Yeah, but he's, 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 he has a he's touched. poor relationship with his mum. I think, oh, I think yeah. The, yeah, that explains it. I think <laughs> if you go down this creepier route, then yeah. you could definitely kind of like, okay, we, we're done in this town now. Bye, Georgie. Then you come back and he's like the man. It's like a reign of tyranny where everyone's <laughs> everyone's just like, being very quiet and not drawing any attention because if Georgie looks at them and then in the wrong way then mum will come yeah. up. What's we, we've, we've gone from yeah we've gone from that from Psycho to that episode of The Twilight. Well, what's yes, that what's yeah. that horrific line in um, Spirited Away which is play with me or I'll break your arm. Remember that? I yeah. forgot about that but yeah. Yeah, yeah that I stayed do. up here for too long. Yeah, you never forgot about that one, did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is Georgie the Mama's, Mama's boy. boy. All right, let's 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 wrap things up, Dom. Oh, it's back to me. Okay. Yes. Um. So high level version of the spell. You know, I, let's 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 call this like was I think probably fifth level is probably what the fourth level maybe. Oh, probably four. Four. Yeah. Okay. Well, the sixth level version is that you like if you cast it on someone, you get to an ex- you get to a- extract a dream from them. Okay. So you not a dream. I said a dream because I was thinking of Inception, a memory. Um. Yeah, so you get to um, like remove a memory or me- remove. Uh, I don't know if you if it gets deleted from their mind, but you definitely get to ha- have that memory now. Um, okay, is the way it works. Okay. Like, um, which um, could be used. Probably, it's probably not the not a very friendly spell, but you could probably use it as a as an information sharing sort of way. But it's definitely. Yeah, you probably use this to extract necessary information from an, an, an enemy or... Um, I don't know why I said... Or, yeah, extract necessary information from someone um, with the I mean, yeah, sort of, yeah, I mean, if memories are being used against your party, mm. like by 
yeah, because I mean, there is a spell in the book that specifically does that, and so this might be a little bit of a ward against that. Oh, okay. Is there already a spell that does that? Well, there, there's like a spell up? that calls that's modify memory, but that's kind of like oh yeah, modify you didn't memory. See us here. Yeah, no, I'm specifically just like you're getting the memory from yeah. someone. It's Actually, like a, there's it's also it's like almost like a counter dream or psychic attack or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that sort of thing. Then I think this is this is really good using kind of your using the the target's own emotions yeah. uh, to kind of narratively deal for, it's like therapy but a spell it's like magical therapy wouldn't that be nice if- wouldn't it be nice mm. Darcy that'd be so good for you <laughs> uh, what were you going to say Grace yeah, oh sorry. I was going to say if you're taking their memory would you be then able to use that later on to use that spell to call upon it in order to like boost a charisma or something. God, that's like if, so much dangerous potential. Like there. if you if you like <laughs> took some like like you, you find tear, the- some like horrible king's memory of him doing a great speech. Could you later call upon that in order to like mm. like rile up a whole town or oh, something? Yeah, you find the happiest guy in town. It's just like I'll never be sad again. Yoink! <laughs> like, like that is uh, that. I actually really like that. As I, lo- well. I love yeah. how specific this spell is. I'm going to use this in my mm. campaigns. I really love it. Yeah, it's. I, I. I. think that it's definitely also if you put the high level version of it in the hands of a bastard player, mm-hmm. that'd be very fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So invoke nostalgia. So, uh, Grace. Um. I'm. In terms of the like two roads diverged, um, I think it would be it'd be useful for a player if you carried on having this imaginary friend or some something that helped you that you co- that you cooperated with and mm. I'm not sure if somehow down the way there is a way to use magic to like make that real like bring your imaginary friend into the world for the rest of your party. See, that's a, I was thinking that uh, like at what point does your belief in them yeah. make them real? Because mm. if we go like narratively that this is something that you've worked out with your mm. DM then this could just be Maybe you don't. You're not a warlock. You don't have a patron. But maybe one of your parents had a, war, a patron that you didn't yeah. know about, and this is something that they they kind of bargain for for you. And so you might have to deal with mm. that side of things, whether it's Fay or Great Old mm. One or whatever. The the weirdness that comes from that. Yeah. Um, um, or I was thinking in terms of going the other way. Mm. The more and more you push this imaginary friend or this being away from you, the more it drives you insane I mean it's in your head it, would it not eventually have negative effects on you too to keep pushing this thing away because then you could have sort of like your characters fall from grace as they stop making good decisions you know, or you save an orphanage and then the imaginary friend decides to stay at the orphanage because it loves kids mm. and hates you because you keep denying it yeah, and you come back you lose it. and it's the big bad yeah. <laughs> that's taken mm, over I, the I town. Like yeah, like how much, auto- <laughs> how much autonomy does this does this imaginary friend have? If it's autonomous enough to stay with you past childhood, yeah, what yeah. does that mean? Mm. And even um, uh, the only other one I would say is like with, a, with memory, it's like in your head, mm. if it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go back and start deleting things. Yeah. Until, until you say, it's like, it's instead of being like, you're going to go crazy, it's like, we're going to keep deleting things until it, you're a child again, until we can be friends again. Yeah. So, like, uh, we, were, we were great friends when you were 10. So, so how you can just say start so rolling back to the second year of college. So, you know the bard that keeps making fun of you and saying that, you know, I'm not real? Yeah, boom. You don't know who he is. Yeah, that's cool. Also, yeah. at some point in this campaign, that this imaginary friend is definitely going to say, play with me. Play with- 
Play with Play me. Play with me. Or I'll break your arm. Yeah. <laughs> It'd also be really fun if we if it was like a campaign that involved the invoke nostalgia spell. Because mm. like could that give another player the ability to see this creature if you yeah. have that yeah. memory? Or even steal it, maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. If it go if transferred okay, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. Alright, so we had Invoke Nostalgia, we had Georgie the Mama's Boy, and we had, what did we, Hudson, Hudson. the imaginary friend. Yes. Alright, if you want to use any of those in your game, please feel free to and let us know how it goes. Uh, If you have any artwork that you would like us to use as inspiration, we would be more than happy to uh, spruik you to the world. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram or you can email us at podcast.hooked at gmail.com. As always, we're produced under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License, which means that you're free to share and redistribute the material in any medium or format. If you give appropriate credit, do not use the material to commercial purposes. And do not remix, transform, or build upon the material in any way unless you ask us first. Thank you very much, Darcy. To quote my mum, do well and do all you can that's right. Thank you very much, Dom. Oh, bye now. It's been nice knowing you guys. (laughs) And thank you very much, Grace. I'm sorry for inflicting this upon you. It was a pleasure being here. Oh, no, no, no. Ooh, ooh, watch this. Oh, <laughs> Until no. next time, <laughs> we'll play ooh. games, everyone. <laughs>Mountain were the stones in the walls of this specific monastery mine from exactly? Wait, can my character take a dump? What's the governmental structure of every town in this entire Which magic using class is like the most attractive? How these people know how to make tunnels under their town when all they do is farm Why does the genie always me? refuse to make people fall in love with me? Like, if who hurt Poison him? rules are the same for every player race. Does that mean they all have can the same digestive system? Can my character have a pet? <gasps> Ooh, can that pet have a pet pet? Are your players asking too many questions? Do you really know how your world works? Don't you wish there was a podcast that made this whole thing easier? Come on over to Dungeon Deep Dive, your favourite fantasy world-building podcast. Whether it's tabletop RPGs or creative writing, we do the research so you don't have to. Find us on your podcatcher of choice or on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on at Dungeon Deep Dive. They say you only get out what you put in, and with recipe ingredients, there's no exception. You can always rely on the great taste and quality of Kerrygold Irish Butter. Kerrygold has teamed up with some well-known food experts to feed your imagination. Whether you are baking, brunching, or barbecuing, check out kerrygold.com for ideas. Or follow the how-to videos and recipes at Kerrygold on Instagram. Quick question. What were you doing at exactly this time yesterday? If you were applying for a business loan from Linked Finance, you'd already have an answer by now. If you're getting back in business, we can help you access fast, no-hassle finance with credit decisions within 24 hours. It only takes two minutes to apply online with an answer within 24 hours. Cut through the banking bureaucracy with Linked Finance. Just search Linked Finance today. We're open for business. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.